there. Welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian. My name is Jo. I'm a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor here to smash the taboo of binge eating. I hope you are having a good day so far. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today, I want to get into something that I've been asked to cover quite a bit and I've been putting it off because it is such a vast topic that, to be honest, I didn't know where to begin. And that is the topic of binge eating and type 2 diabetes. So I'm not going to cover the whole topic today, but I am going to focus on the advice that I would give to somebody who presented to me with binge eating and type 2 diabetes. Just a disclaimer before we get started, as is the case with all of my podcast episodes, this is not a substitute for medical advice from a healthcare professional and this podcast should be considered as being for entertainment and education purposes only. Please don't take health or medical advice from a podcast and always seek the opinion of your healthcare provider. Binge eating and type 2 diabetes are really closely intertwined. Type 2 diabetes is considered a physical illness with a considerable psychological element and binge eating, especially binge eating disorder, is classed as a psychological condition but with a significant manifestation in the body. It's true that people with type 2 diabetes are likely to engage in binge eating behaviours and it has been reported that 10 to 40% of those with type 2 diabetes meet the criteria for an eating disorder and binge eating disorder is reported to be the most common. I actually worked as a diabetes specialist dietitian in the NHS and I worked in that position for two years and when I went into that position I knew all about binge eating but I very much saw that as been something separate. I saw binge eating as been related to disordered eating and eating disorders and never for one second thought that somebody who was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes could also struggle with binge eating at the exact same time. We have to remember that it is so common for people to have more than one diagnosis at once. And I think that's a very important point to remember. Just because you have type 2 diabetes definitely does not mean that you have it together around food. You could very much also be struggling with disordered eating or an eating disorder. So let's crack on with four pieces of advice that I would offer to somebody who is struggling with both binge eating and type 2 diabetes. The first piece of advice that I would offer, and actually it's not even a piece of advice, the first thing I would do is to ask that person how they are. And that sounds kind of trivial, right? A little bit silly, but the national organisation Diabetes UK identified that 64% of people with diabetes sometimes feel down, sometimes feel low because of their condition. And findings of their Healthcare Essentials online survey illustrated that 76% of people with diabetes who required emotional or psychological support from a specialist were not offered it. Here in the States, the American Diabetes Association advises that psychosocial care should be integrated with collaborative, patient-centred care and provided to all people with diabetes, with the goal of optimising their health outcomes and health-related quality of life. 
However, in the UK, the National Institute of Health and Care Excellence advises that all children with diabetes have an annual assessment of their psychological health, but no such formal recommendation exists for adults. And if you're wondering, well, why is this important? It's important because depression and anxiety are two of the most common psychological concerns experienced by people with diabetes. And it is suggested that the prevalence of depression and anxiety is double in the population with diabetes than in the general population. This point is just to reiterate that if you have type 2 diabetes or you're worried about it and you're also struggling with binge eating, you have a great psychological burden right now. And please know that your mental health is just as important as your physical health. The second piece of advice that I would give somebody who is struggling with binge eating as well as type 2 diabetes is to avoid any kind of crash diet. If you live in the UK and maybe if you live in Ireland as well, you've heard this, but there is a big drive towards using low calorie, sometimes very low calorie crash diets to bring about diabetes remission. These calories are usually somewhere between 800 to 1200 calories and participants replace all of their normal food and drink intake with a specially formulated liquid diet, usually in the form of soups and shakes. Participants lose weight very quickly. Of course they do because they're not eating anything. They're only drinking these special low calorie formulations. And after 12 weeks, yes, 12 weeks of not eating anything, participants restart on a very tightly calorie controlled diet. The thing is though, the NHS have rolled out these low calorie programs without years of data behind them. The main study that has found that this strategy works only produced data up to two years. And even though the study is still going on, I think they're in about year four now, they're not releasing any data until the study is complete after five years. Yet the NHS is rolling out these low calorie liquid diets now. You might be wondering, do people with binge eating do these programs? And the truth is, we don't know. The main study, which I will link in the show notes for you to read further, did exclude anybody with an active eating disorder. However, as you and I know, binge eating and binge eating disorder flies under the radar for a few reasons. Firstly, GPs are not that aware of it. And secondly, binge eating is a taboo subject. So we're not that forthcoming with our GP or our healthcare provider. Although this hasn't been reported, I can totally see why somebody who is really struggling with binge eating and their relationship with food may have saw the poster for this study on diabetes remission with low calorie diets and said to themselves, yes, this is what I need. I am going to go on this. And then to proceed on to the study, only to be found that their binge eating got worse, of course, which is totally not the participant's fault. So I know it's tempting and I know you might be thinking, all right, okay, I'm going to look into one of these diets. Please don't. Remember, my strategy for when a new diet comes along is to look at it, notice it and wait for it to leave. Or in this case, because this particular diet has been recommended by the NHS, 
at least wait for the full study data to be released. The third piece of advice that I would give is not get too wrapped up in what you think you quote unquote should eat. There is so much conflicting evidence about what is the quote unquote best way to eat when you have type 2 diabetes. The thing is, though, if you obsess about what you think that you should be eating, it's likely going to make your binge eating and possibly anxiety worse. So instead, don't get too wrapped up in what you think that you should eat. What works for you works for you. If you do want to make some changes to how you're eating, maybe consider just adding in one extra thing in the day. Don't take away anything because we know what that does to your mindset when you struggle with binge eating, but consider adding in something, something that is going to make your regular intake a little bit more well-rounded. So depending on how you eat now, that's going to change, but it might look like something like adding a breakfast or a handful of nuts or trying out some oily fish or chicken or it could be anything. Have a look at what your current intake is like now and just see where it needs a little bit of tweaking to make it a bit more well-rounded. And you might be shouting right now, hey, I struggle with binge eating, so there is nothing well-rounded about how I eat. And yes, of course, I totally appreciate that. But remember that cutting back on something or cutting out something likely is not good advice for you right now because that's going to evoke the restrictive mindset and the deprivation mindset. And when we feel that we can't have something or something is limited, it makes us want it more. Instead, if you feel that your daily intake needs to be improved or needs to be changed, then you can do that or you can get the ball rolling with that without cutting out anything. And finally, The last bit of advice that I would give to somebody who is struggling with binge eating and type 2 diabetes is diabetes is never your fault. Binge eating is never your fault. You haven't caused your binge eating and you certainly have not caused your diabetes. And if any of your healthcare providers are making you feel like it's your fault, well, then that's wrong on their part. Unfortunately, I hear time and time again that when people are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, they are instantly blamed for causing their condition. Please know that you haven't caused it and your binge eating hasn't caused it. And while it's never okay to feel blamed by your healthcare team for causing type 2 diabetes, it's also vital that you don't blame yourself for it. One 2020 study of 1,500 individuals with type 2 diabetes found that blaming oneself for diabetes was significantly associated with higher levels of diabetes-specific distress. Diabetes distress is what some people feel when they're totally overwhelmed by their diabetes, and this can lead to what's called diabetes burnout. Diabetes distress isn't the same as depression, Diabetes distress is when you feel frustrated, defeated or overwhelmed by diabetes and these feelings can come and go. But diabetes distress turns into depression if you have these feelings for a while and they're not going away. And because you are also struggling with binge eating, it's so likely that you are going to experience diabetes distress on another level. 
And diabetes distress is worth talking about because when people feel overwhelmed by their diabetes, on top of feeling like they have caused it, that they are to blame, they are less likely to want to engage in health promoting behaviours like taking diabetes medication or going to yearly checkups. Remember that you are the focus of your diabetes and your healthcare team are there to serve you. If you go to see your doctor or your nurse and all you want to do is talk about your mental health and how diabetes is so draining and is taking up so much of your mental space, then that is your right and something that I would encourage you to voice at your healthcare appointments. If you don't have diabetes, but you are worried about getting it in the future, I think the same advice that I've given in this podcast relates to you as well. Remember that mental health is just as important as physical health and it's never okay for yourself or anybody around you to blame you for potentially getting diabetes one day. All right, I am going to leave you there. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If there is anything else that you would like me to cover relating to diabetes and binge eating, please do let me know. Drop me a DM on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian. And as always, if you liked today's episode, I would be so grateful if you could rate and review on iTunes just to help get the word out and get more people listening to the podcast. I would be so grateful. Thank you so much in advance going to leave you now with a 30 second review of a podcast which is great because it's a free resource for you guys for helping you to get over binge eating so i'll leave you with that now and i will see you in the next episode today's review is maintenance phase a podcast by aubrey gordon and michael hobbs you might know aubrey from your fat friend and the book what we don't talk about when we talk about fat This podcast is really new. It's only started about six months ago, so all the information in there is really relevant and up to date. Michael and Aubrey aim to debunk wellness and weight loss myths. I just finished the episode all about The Biggest Loser, America's hit weight loss TV show, where they get into why this show is so unethical and is health damaging instead of been health promoting. It's called Weight Maintenance, would definitely recommend.